Speaking of getting booked, this podcast is about one thing, getting booked to speak more. Whether you are an established speaker or a newbie, we want to see your career take off. Hundreds of speakers are hired every single day, and you are next. Let's jump in with your host, Matt Browning. What's going on, speakers? What's going on, entrepreneurs? Hey, it's Matt Browning, and we're back with Speaking of Getting Booked. This is the show, of course, where I just get into the life and the mind of anyone who ever books speakers for events so we can figure out how to get you on more stages. And today, I'm interviewing someone I've known for actually quite a while. We met, I don't know how many years back, probably four, five, six years ago, speaking at the same conferences and events, mostly out in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. And I've had a lot of great success speaking out in Utah. Love the whole basin down there. Love the people, what they, what they put into it. So today we're sitting down with Eric Bailey. Now he's also, of course, a professional mentor. He's a trainer. He's works in advanced holistic healthcare as a practitioner. In addition, he's also done a glorious amount of seminars and live events. He's put on prosperity ones, money, sales events, relationship events, health events. So he's really one of these people who's hit all different categories when it comes to seminars, promotion, and speaking. And we'll get into a little bit of you know, kind of the passions and personal life in a moment. But well, uh, Eric, welcome to the show. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it was good. But, you know, we were catching up a little bit just before we went to tape and you said it was so cool because I always had you in my mind as like, like a sales trainer or a financial mindset trainer or something like that because I think that's how I met you. That was the main brand. But you were saying, congratulations on your personal transformation. You shared with me how you made health a priority. You applied everything that you've been learning and doing and teaching others in different areas to your health. Can you tell me, just kind of tell the listeners a little bit about that transformation? I don't want to say it for you. I'm just so excited for you, man. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Just kind of like you mentioned, I taught seminars on just about every other topic, but I just had that one area of my life, and maybe a lot of people that are listening has, can relate to that. You know, Most people have that one area of their life where it's like, Jordan, this is the one thing that I just can't seem to master, and for me, it was my fitness. And I'd worked with some of the top fitness trainers uh, in the world. Uh, I actually hired Mr. Universe to be my personal trainer a number of years ago. And I always got some results, but never quite seemed to last until I started putting everything together. And something that I know about you is that you're really into NLP and, and hypnotherapy and things of that nature. And I realized just how much of a difference incorporating the mindset and the emotional aspect to the nutrition and the exercise. Because most people say, well, if you want to if you want to lose weight, you got to diet and exercise. Okay, well, duh, right? <laughs> Obviously, that's going to be important. But saying that diet and exercise is the key to permanent weight reduction is like saying that the key to a college degree is reading a book. You know, you're probably going to have to do that at some point, but it's only one aspect, only one part of the puzzle. And so putting everything together with the NLP, with the hypnotherapy, with the, the emotional healing and uh, the emotional breakthrough with the nutrition and with the exercise Plus finding out exactly what my body needed and then finally just making, finding a way to make the process unbelievably enjoyable for me. You know, I, I'm one of those people where I can't deprive myself in. I got to have me some chocolate every day. I got to have me some man food. You know, <laughs> uh, everybody has kind of that one food that they don't really want to give up. And I had to figure out how to fit everything in. Once I figured that out, that made the biggest difference for me. And I went from 250 to 175 in a number of months. And now we help people literally around the world to uh, 
to literally enjoy themselves thin. That's one of the, the programs that we have right now. What a cool tagline, enjoy yourself thin. And I love that you're, um, just to break down some of the kind of stats, I guess, is your health programs, you decided to launch that really as global and as online programs. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about, so you can find out more, of course, let me just plug you right now. It's feelwelllivewell.com. You can go to feelwelllivewell.com and find out all about the different health programs, mentors, and coaching that Eric has. Pretty cool you're doing that. But I'd like to pick your brain a bit on, um, you're still, of course, doing all the other live events. How many seminars or live events do you think you've promoted or put on through you and your company? Let's see. Um, And for how long? We've been doing the three-day live events for the last four years. And then before then, we did single-day live events. And so altogether, probably in the neighborhood of somewhere between 50 and 100 live events that we've put on or that we've helped to promote other people do. Okay. So again, we're talking, you have a good amount of experience there, obviously. When you put on a a one-day or a multi-day event, and this can be a different answer, how what's the role of outside speakers in your event? Is this a primarily a training that you're putting on and you might highlight a couple people or is this more conference style where you're bringing and looking for these outside speakers? Tell me a little bit about your model and share as much or as little as you want. Sure. It's very much a combination of both. Um, there are pros and cons to doing both things. And so at each of our three-day events, yes, I'm the main trainer, but there are so many seminars that people can go to where it's just one talking head the entire time. And, you know, they may be a phenomenal talking head, you know, they may be very, very gifted at what they do. Unfortunately, when you only hear information from one source, it can create a cognitive dissonance in their mind. And so a few years ago, when we expanded from one day to three day events, we started looking for constantly looking for guest presenters that we could bring in because it does a number of things. Number one, it creates a whole new level of value for the people that are attending the event because now there's, there's this outside source, there's this third party validating everything that they've learned from me personally and that they've also learned from the class. Number two, we get some big names that will fly in and out from out of state. I mean, we, yes, we get usually one or two local names, but we've had some big names. Uh, I, I know you know Laura Langmeyer. Um, she's a friend of mine. She comes and presents at, at my events. I, I believe she's presented at some of yours as well. Oh, yeah, I know Laura real well. Yeah, uh, we've had Mr. Universe come and present. We've had uh, some movie stars come and present. We've had a number of uh, New York Times bestselling authors that have come and presented because while our events aren't enormous, our average size is usually between 30 and 70 attendees at the event. We tend to attract very, very high quality people there. And so uh, it's not uncommon for our guest presenters to make five to six figures just from speaking once on our stage, which is, it's phenomenal. And so it's very much both. It's very much giving that extra piece of value to our audience. And uh, number two, it also, of course, creates a win-win situation for us because this allows us to network with other people in the industry, yourself included, uh, Laurel included, um, just other people in the industry. And then occasionally there's a great trade-off, you know, like, hey, you come and speak at my event. I'll come and speak at your event. Let's, let's cross-promote and let's see how we can benefit from each other. And so it, it very much becomes a win-win across the board. I love that. You know, it, it's interesting um, when, when I'm asking you about ha- having outside speakers, so so many people in the industry usually the the first answer is sort of like oh like that's not what i want or you're worried about having too many speakers you're worried about it being 
you know, it, it's almost like if you don't, if you're not on there every day, all day as the one person, then that's bad. And I love that you're like, no, no, that's terrible. You should have other people. And here's the reasons why I've never had someone go into it at that level. I'm excited about that. How many guest speakers would you look for, let's just say, in an average three-day event? Because I know a lot of your events are three days. Yeah, most of them are three days. And usually we'll have between one and three guest presenters, uh, give or take a little bit. Sometimes I think we've had as many as five. Um, but Per day or for the whole weekend? For the whole weekend. Usually we try to have one guest presenter per day. I like that. So one to five, about one per day. See, that feels good. <laughs> So I kind of laugh because I've put on events where I've been the only person for three days and probably my biggest one (laughs) that was like an expo style. I had 23 speakers over the course of like three days and that that, now each one wasn't a one hour spot selling something because that would just be crazy. But a combination of interviews, panels, breakout sessions, main stage speakers and all that. I didn't realize how many there were and at the end of the event, I was worried. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how many people I promised to get on the stage. But the audience, it was one of my their, their favorite events because they just thought, oh, I met so many great people and there was all this energy and stuff. So do you prefer having more people then, uh, more guests and more, does it like raise the energy up? What else does it do for you? Kind of from a business perspective as well. Well, it depends on on the event, and it depends on the people. You know, when we first got started, I didn't vet people very well, and so unfortunately, there were some people that would come on my stage, and I went, "Oh, I probably shouldn't have had that person on the stage because the energy just died." Um, but now that we've been doing it for a number of years, now that we have the experience, uh, we're we're very very selective with those people that we put on stage, um, and so the people that do make it on our stage, it's. I mean, yeah, they bring this whole new aspect of energy, this whole new aspect of value. And as I mentioned, we get a lot of big names. And so when people, when we, you know, do our advertising for the events, it's like, hey, come and hear this person uh, and this person and this person come and present all in one event. It's like, wait, really? Holy moly. And obviously every person, even if they're teaching the same principles, they bring their own experiences, their own unique uh, take on it. And so, yeah, it, it raises the energy of the event. Obviously there's that anticipation um, from the audience, like, oh my gosh, you know, Laura Langmeyer is going to come and present tomorrow, the millionaire maker herself, um, you know, or Leslie Householder, author of Jackrabbit Factor is coming, coming uh, on Saturday, you know, can't wait for that. Uh, yeah, it, it raises the energy a whole lot. And it just gives people that extra level of value. I love that. So let me run through the list of your events. And then you can maybe take a second and talk about like, and not the whole, like not the whole spiel for like what the event is or like, you know, what are you going to get out of it and all the the takeaways, but kind of like, just make sure I understand like, this is what this event is about. Um, and then tell me about kind of target market demographics in general. And, and I'm just looking for, again, any insight you can share into who you're looking for as an, in the event. And then of course, what kind of speaker fits in, in that type of event. So we have, you have your master creator course, you have your celebration of freedom course, celebration of relationships and romance course that's cool do you do that with your wife i do hey that works out i mean it would be weird to not do it with your wife right (laughs) it's like no anyway uh i was gonna make a bad joke master of persuasion uh that's your fourth event and then we have liftoff and refiners fire so i'm counting six live events not including your online health course do i have that right Right. The Refiner's Fighter is kind of, it's a very, very unique event that uh, we started putting on a number of years ago. It's not a three-day event. It's a, a more of a half-day event. 
And that is where we call it an emotional spring cleaning. You know, when you think of a refiner's fire, you think of hot metal going into this uh, really, really hot environment, this flame, and all the impurities just melt away. And so that's kind of the idea that we wanted to bring to the refiner's fire event. And so at our events, because we have three days with people, every so often we will actually choose someone to come up on stage and experience a one-on-one breakthrough session, either with myself personally or with one of the other uh, coaches inside my company. And it's very, very quick, very effective because everyone in our company is trained in NLP. Everyone is trained in reading body language. And so when a person comes up and, and we say, what is it you're hoping to break free of? Usually the typical answers are you know, money blocks or uh, uh, marriage blocks, or sometimes people will say, well, here's something that I want to achieve, but I have no idea what's stopping me from doing so. And that's when we say, oh, well, this is showing up in your body language. And this is coming up from here. You know, sometimes even the, the stereotypical uh, therapist mindset, well, I can tell that in your body language, uh, something happened when you were three years old from your father. You know, <laughs> some of the stere- more stereotypical type stuff. But people see this very real transformation that takes place on stage. I mean, we've taken people that were very, very... Um, introverted, very, very shy, very, very scared of talking to people. And they come to us because they say, I have a business, I have this amazing product, but I'm so terrified to talk to people and I don't know why. And so I remember this one gal, we brought her up on stage and I can't remember the details, but it took maybe 10, 15 minutes and we helped her to resolve a subconscious limiting belief in her mind stemming from an issue that took place years and years ago. And the transformation was palpable. It was very visible because as soon as she got done, I mean, she actually did a presentation right there on the stage with our permission. And just the audience literally gasped because of the the radical difference that that took place. And we say, that's what the refiner's fire is. When you sign up for the refiner's fire, you get a one hour massive breakthrough session in front of an entire audience where you will not leave the same. Um, and that's just one of our events. Our three day, other three-day events, of course, as you mentioned, they each target a different audience. And uh, for example, our Celebration of Freedom is our wealth creation event. It is taught exclusively by millionaires on how to be a millionaire. Our relationship event, of course, is just that, but it's not just romantic relationships, it's all of our relationships. And so our relationship with ourselves, with our bodies, with food, with money, with other people. Um, Our Master Creator event is our flagship event, and that's where we talk about what we call the five F's of success, which are faith, family, fitness, finances, and fulfillment. Our Master of Persuasion event is probably my favorite event to teach because it is all about the art of persuasion. And so um, the four main demographics that we get, which can really be summed up into one, are direct sales individuals, network marketers, people in the mentoring, coaching, and speaking industry that want to be more persuasive with their clients and stay-at-home moms where there's actually a parenting uh, section that both my wife and I teach on that on how people can be more persuasive with their parent, as, as parents with their kids, which I don't know about you. I think most parents would agree that that's, that, that, that's a huge necessity uh, because you know what parent doesn't want their kids to, to grow up the best kid that they possibly can. So I think it's outstanding. I mean, even just thinking, you know, my, my, our one child, you know, our son values eight and, I, I wouldn't mind being able to persuade him to stay in his own bed in the middle of the night a little more. Often. Right. So that's interesting that you have that, that combined demographic. Uh, you and I share that a lot, actually. It's, it's quite similar where, you know, I've tried, tell me, tell me what your take on is, is on this. I've tried over the years to really narrow in a demographic of events, but 
because of how I promote. So sometimes I'm interviewed on national radio or, or Los Angeles radio, and I have people from all different walks of life that hear the message and go, oh, I'd like to get a ticket to that event. Or I go speak somewhere, right? I do a lot of promotion through speaking, and I go to an entrepreneur conference. And I try to get it similar, but you still get people from all walks of life. So do you like the idea of having um, your workshop be like, you know, you got entrepreneurs, you got experts, authors, coaches, speakers, and then you have parents that are not doing that at all. Do you find like it's, it's positive that way? Or like, honestly, do you ever, do you ever like struggle with niching that message and trying to, I guess I, I find myself sometimes being all things to all people. And I think sometimes that doesn't serve me in my seminar. What's your take on that? How do you approach that when you get these people coming from a different background? Sure. Well, this is where I disagree with a lot of other people. There are going to be some people um, that are on both sides of the fence. And there are going to be some people that say, no, you really have to dial in on your niche. You have to focus on one specific area and just let that be your focus and become this massive, well, massively well-known expert on that one focus and let that be the topic of you know, just about everything you do. And I say, that's great. I totally get where that comes from. For some reason, that just doesn't, that never worked for me because maybe, maybe my brain is just crazy. Maybe I'm, I'm fit for, you know, psychological study or something, but <laughs> um, maybe I'm, I'm undiagnosed ADHD or something, but I've never wanted to just do one single topic. And what I found is that when you, at least for us personally, when we focus on a lot of mini topics within one major topic, it helps us to get our message out there a lot faster because just like you mentioned, there are going to be people that come to Master of Persuasion that that aren't necessarily wanting to do direct sales. There are going to be people that come to that that don't necessarily want to be in the speaking or uh, network marketing industries. But because we teach those skills in a general way, it's applicable to everyone. That's one of the differences between what we do and what other people do. And so our three-day events even though each one has a, uh, a little bit more dialed in niche, it's more of a general niche. And then from there, we do have higher level courses that are much more dialed in. For example, uh, we do have a course specifically for people in the mentoring and coaching industry called The Successful Mentor. It's uh, for people that want to make at least $100,000 per year in their mentoring and coaching business that aren't currently. Um, there are a lot of people that are just getting started or that are just barely getting introduced to doing that. Maybe they feel that, uh, that their heartstrings being pulled on and maybe they think, you know what, I've got a message. I want to share this with people. I've got skills. I've, I've got a way to help transform people's lives, but how do I make a business out of this? And that's where we come in. We're able to bridge that gap and teach people, this is how you do things. We make it so unbelievably simple for people in the successful mentor program that literally over 80% of our graduates from that program make a six-figure income their very first full calendar year with their mentoring and coaching industry. And so it's kind of just like any business, it's like having a funnel. You know, you start with things that are a lot more broad and uh, that's uh, where, you know, some of my audio trainings start with. And then from there, you get them into a, a little bit more of a niche and that's where our three-day events come in. Um, and so again, there are people that come to our Celebration of Freedom class uh, that simply want to know how to increase their income. Um, they come to that class because they want uh, a new perspective on money and, and people come to that class that already are entrepreneurs that um, they want, you know, maybe they're making six figures and they want to become millionaires. They want to know how to take it to the next level. From there, we have uh, some additional higher level programs specifically for people to get to that next level. For example, another program that we're creating right now is our Millionaire Academy. 
And so that'll be dialed in very, very specifically in that niche of wealth creation to teach people how to make seven figures and beyond. And so um, again, some people are going to disagree with me on that, but to me, the speaking industry, uh, particularly when you put on your own events, use it like a, just like any other business funnel, start, start more broad and begin to tighten it and, and go niche. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I guess uh, specialize a bit more um, as you, as people go down through the funnel. Does that make sense? It certainly does. So, so you laid out some of, you know, you have, you have backend program funnels that are the higher cost, higher value. And then you have several different live events. And for you, your live event, you said, isn't the very, very top of your funnel, but you'll have audio programs, books and that. What do you, what, what would you say about this? I'm looking at your dates as well. I think this is interesting is, and I'll, I'll always, I'll kind of bring it back to what I've done in my model. I'm curious how this works for you and why you do it this way. So you have, I would try to keep to maybe one or, you know, I've had two or even up to three different signature live events. And I would usually do them each about twice a year. And the reason I would do that is because if I'm going to go speak somewhere and it's a room of entrepreneurs, well, I, I, maybe they're, they're perfect for um, my business program and they could go to personal development, certainly, but I'm going to pitch the business program to them. And then I give them the two dates that are coming up. If, if that program is only once a year, I would find myself putting people into kind of the next available now, I noticed that you have of your five different plus the refiner's fire, so five and a half, six, whatever you want to call it, because you said that one's a bit different. It looks like, are you doing each one of these courses like once a year throughout the year? It looks like you have Master Creator, you know, it was in March generally, and then you have your Celebration of Freedom, August, you have your Relationship, September, and then you have Master of Persuasion, I think October, Liftoff, November. How does that work for you? Do you only do each one once a year? do you do them regularly like every that month or that season or do you sort of put them on as needed or as people are asking what's your kind of promotion calendar uh, strategy as of right now we do each of the events once a year our master creator event is kind of our flagship event and so a lot of times people at master creator will end up signing up for some of the other events because Master Creator is kind of the buffet. That's where, as I mentioned, we talk about those five F's of success and we'll spend, you know, half a day on each of those. But then there are people that will say, well, wait a second. Okay. You'd spend half a day teaching us specifically about money. Is there more that we could learn? Absolutely. We have the Celebration of Freedom, which is a three full day event specifically about money and about wealth creation. People will say, well, wait a second. We spent half a day talking about relationships. Do you have more? Absolutely we have our celebration of relationships and romance event that we do later on in the year. And so we start the year with the master creator and then master creator a lot of times allows us to funnel into some of the other events. Now, can people sign up just straight for those other events? Of course they can. Of course they can. Of course they can. You know, maybe, maybe we'll change this in the future, but something that I've found works for us is when we only hold each event once per year, there's that, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, there's that greater anticipation. There's that greater scarcity, if you will. You know, I know some trainers that will teach their classes every month. And unfortunately, while that's great, they get a lot of people through their event. A lot of times people say, well, when's the next event? Well, it's every month. Okay, well, I'll just go to the next month. Yeah, I mean, that becomes like a monthly networking event or something. You go, you know what, I'll make one eventually. Exactly. So would you say that master creator then, because I like what you're saying there. It almost looks like if master, this master creator seminar, they're all three days mostly, but like if, if that's your kind of the main broad five F's different categories, like you could easily have that be the thing that everybody should start with. And then, but you're not selling say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like celebration of freedom, 
would that be almost what I would call like a lateral sale? Meaning you're not really going down the funnel as far as like going into a, high, a higher price, higher value back end kind of, you know, you know what I'm saying? More elaborate mastermind coaching program, et cetera. It, are the cost generally and the value generally for like each one of these events pretty similar? Are they in line on the same level of the funnel? And when you come to one, it's like, yeah, you're asking them if they want to go deeper with you, but you're also saying, hey, whether you're ready for that or not, you should cross over and also do these other lateral moves and do these other events with us too. And maybe they sign up at the first event. Maybe they don't sign up until they go to another event with you. Do you find oh, that sure. happening? Absolutely. And so, a lot, yeah, just like you mentioned, there are a lot of people that they'll come to the first event and literally within an hour, they go, okay, I want to mentor with that guy one-on-one. -on -one. I don't care what it costs. And people will sign up for, you know, our absolute top level coaching programs. Well, we love right those guys. Yeah. Say, yeah. Oh, of course. Give me the one hour in uh, top level guy. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, for sure. Uh, I've been that person. You know, I remember going to an event a number of years ago and I was specifically looking for my next mentor. And literally within an hour, I, I elbowed my wife and I said, do you think that guy's my next mentor? She said, yep. I said, okay. I paid him a hundred grand. And, uh, you know, after one hour, uh, I was just so impressed. But like you mentioned, other people need some time to warm up a little bit. Other people, maybe they're not quite ready to jump in with both feet but they do want to know a little bit more of certain topics and maybe they need to just be around people that are at millionaire status for a little while longer to kind of warm up to the idea that it's okay for them to become millionaires. Maybe they uh, don't qualify for one of our higher level programs. We're extremely picky. We're extremely selective with those that we uh, accept into our higher level programs because I've literally walked away from five figure checks because I didn't feel like the person was going to be totally committed um, to, to, uh, to the program itself because the only people that I want in those high level programs are the ones that I believe are going to get the best return on investment. Um, it could be that, you know, I look someone in the eyes and, and just say, Hey, can I give it to you, Frank? And they're like, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't feel like you're quite ready for this top level program, but I do feel like you would greatly benefit from coming to a celebration of freedom event. Um, they say, okay, sounds great. Sign me up for that. It's trying to match people to where they, where they're at. I know that there are a lot of other people in the coaching industry where it's either you sign up with them for $40,000 or it's nothing. You know, it's very much this all or nothing thing. And, and it works great for them. I like having a number of tiers. And that's been one of the things that really works for us is having different services and different opportunities for people to match their current level of commitment and to match their current level of expertise. That's where having those three-day events come in. And as well as, as I mentioned, I, I get bored when I teach the exact same thing every single time, you know? I like teaching all these other things. Uh, when we actually first got started, uh, Master Creator was actually our, the very first event that we put on. It was first, just first a uh, one-day event. Um, and that was the very first thing that we did. And from there, people started asking, well, wait a second, we need help in our relationships. Do you have anything that you can teach us there? Well, sure, I've got a lot of training. Uh, let's put together this event. Or Eric, we, we really need help in our finances. Do you have anything that you could teach us here? Well, sure, let's put together an event for that. And so it, it was really about matching the demand and creating the supply to match it. And so does, does all that make sense? Certainly, certainly. So w when it comes to um, the attendees for these, will you find that you have a single attendee might I don't know, they'd attend one, two, even all of the weekend events. I don't know if they're weekend, but you know, that's what I call the three-day events. So that's the first question. And the second part of that question is, 
what's your main prospecting tool? Where do you find the people that are coming? Where do you find those 30 to 70 people? A lot of times they will actually enter our, our company through one of our other funnels. Um, we have a number of different funnels and there are some people that will actually jump into one of our highest level programs, um, you know, five figure programs the very first time I meet them. And we include tickets to our three day events in those high level programs. And so there are some people that will kind of go backwards and they'll uh, just jump in with both feet at, at the very, very high end. And because of that, then of course they receive tickets to those three day sure. events. So you give them tickets as the bonus is like, Hey, let's also, you should come to all the stuff anyway. Um, exactly. And when you say funnels, are you talking about like, are you doing online lead magnets or you, you have different giveaways, that kind of funnel? We have some that we're in the process of, of going live, but uh, by funnel, I just mean process of getting people's information and getting people into the system. Uh, we also, uh, I'm a holistic healthcare practitioner, and so I have a number of clinics here in Utah. We're, we're opening up a number of other clinics in and outside Utah right now, and people can actually sign up for treatment memberships. And so they pay, just like a gym membership, they uh, authorize us to charge their card once a month as long as they're, they're coming in and, and keeping their membership. And in, in addition to the treatments that they can receive at their, those clinics, uh, recently we started including a ticket to one of our events in a person's membership and just as a way to give some extra value. And so when people hear that, they go, wait a second, tickets to that event, all the cart is usually $1,300 to $2,000 per person, but I, I, you're giving me a ticket to this event. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And so just uh, it's a great a way to, of this, that, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. And so that's another way that we've, we've filled those and people come to those and they say, oh my gosh, I had no idea that you have all this other stuff that you offer. I thought I was just coming to you to get rid of my back pain or get rid of my stress or my depression. And uh, so that's been huge. Uh, I can't tell you how many times people have said, Eric, I can tell that your company offers a lot more and we really want to find out more about what, what you're doing and we want to become more involved. And so that's another way um, going and, and presenting at other people's conferences. That's been a huge way. And so we'll go, we'll kind of do a preview, maybe a 45 to 60 minute preview and the call to action will be signing up for, for one of the three-day events. That's been huge. That's outstanding. So you're still doing a lot of speaking. Do you go out yourself and do most of the speaking, all the speaking? Do you have speakers to go out and do that? Uh, it's usually me. Uh, in the past, I've sent some of the other people in my company uh, to do that. But, uh, you know, I, I get that itch just, just like I'm sure you do, where it's like, you know what? I want to be on stage today. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm weird like that. But... You are weird. <laughs> No, I, I get the same thing. It's like, it's funny, you know, we're, we're sitting here doing this podcast together and I'm sitting in the, the upstairs, you know, third bedroom in my house looking out on, you know, I'm just in a regular old little house and I'm in my pajamas still all day long. And cause I haven't gone outside today cause I'm doing back-to-back -back interviews. And it's like, it, it's funny how it starts to feel, I don't know, like I forget what that's like there. Maybe there's a little adrenaline, maybe there's a little hit, a little rush, the connection with people. So there's something special about that. I also find that people, most of the time, if I, even entertain the idea of you know having someone else it's like the relationship piece is so important that they kind of they look at me and go you know we i mean i really want it to be you i don't know who that other person is oh it's my best guy i have he's my partner uh, i just want matt and i've had that almost universally across with almost any jv partner do you find something similar sure well Occasionally, I, I get both ends of the spectrum. Uh, you know, I'm very, very open and transparent. And uh, to say that what, what I do certainly isn't for everyone. And there are people out there that 
quite frankly, do not like me whatsoever. And so there are some people that are like, oh, okay, we want anybody but Eric. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, on the it. other end of the spectrum, it's like, yep, we, we want Eric. Uh, he's, he's the person that has the message. He's the person that has the style that we want. There was actually, I, I won't name him by name, but there was a, a major university that brought me in to teach a class on body language at their law school and they hated it. At least they were, oh, I shouldn't say everybody, the organizer hated it. The, the class was a great class. They had a great time, but the organizer was like, yeah, this guy is not what we wanted. And so uh, <laughs> I guess it really depends. Some people really, really want Eric Bailey. Some people uh, would rather have anybody but. That's pretty funny. Um, well, as we, as we sort of start winding down here a little bit, Eric, I, I want to move that conversation back into um, speakers and getting booked at seminars like yours. What are some of the things that really like totally behind the scenes? What do you really look for in a speaker? Are you looking for, do you have sponsor opportunities? Are you looking for good stage trade, um, kind of value trade? Are you looking for a big name? Are you looking for the content they do? What If someone emails you, and by the way, um, Eric gave me permission to do this. This is pretty cool. He does a ton of seminars, like we said, in the Salt Lake City area. If you think you're a speaker that would fit one of his seminars, make sure you go check out uh, what is it, bewellfeelwell.com so you can make sure you know what the events are. It's always a good idea to know the promoter's events and the you know what they're about and who they serve and everything. But you can email Eric, E-R-I-C, Eric, at feelwelllivewell.com uh, with your one sheet and say, hey, man, I want to be a speaker for this event. And if it's a good fit, he's going to get back to you. So back to that question, um, what are you looking for in a speaker? How do you get them? Yeah, let's just start general like that. What are you looking for in a speaker? Good question. The biggest thing, of course, I look for is I want someone that has an amazing message that they can share. Um, because we have such a variety of different events, we have just about something for everybody. And so what we do is when we decide we want to bring in a particular presenter, we actually match their core message with the event where it would best fit. And so wealth creation experts, of course, they usually, I, I usually ask them to present at our celebration of freedom event. People that are in marketing and, and body language and things of that nature, we usually ask them to present at our master of persuasion event. People that are relationships experts, of course, they'll usually present at our relationships event. Um, it's just somebody, I'm looking for people that have that passion and that can bring something unique to the table, something that, uh, that, I, that I don't have. And so um, do I have a specific characteristics on a person's one sheet that I'm looking for? Not necessarily, you know, honestly, I actually didn't even have a one sheet until six months ago, to be honest with you. Sure, yeah. Um, and so does a person have to have a ton of experience? No, not necessarily. I actually reach out to people all the time and they're like, I'm not sure if I'm experienced enough. And I say, well, tell you what, let's, let's chat further. Let's see uh, what we can do. Maybe a person will have uh, an influence. Maybe they're uh, an author that they want to come and they want to talk about their book. But as I mentioned, the biggest thing that I look for is passion and a, a unique message that can add value to our clients. That's the biggest thing. And so if, that's, if that describes you, you know, anyone that's listening here, email me. Shoot me an email, eric at feelwelllivewell.com. Uh, just put in the subject heading, I'm a speaker. And just give me you know, a couple of sentences about who you are, what you like to speak on, even if you're not super, super uh, experienced in it, even if you haven't gone through, you know, 25 years of professional training, that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that you're passionate about your topic and that you are willing to bring massive value to my event. Those are the biggest things. 
Wow. And that's refreshing here. It's really good. So where does um, prestige credibility fit? And you, you talked about some of the big name speakers. And then of course, the question is like, well, what makes a big name speaker? I guess, you know, that's kind of backing up from there, but would it be good to know, Hey, I've spoken on this stage, that stage, you're not looking for someone to brag, but you do want to know if they sort of been there, done that, are they known in the industry? Would that help as well? Is that a good thing? Oh, sure. I mean, that's always, it's always great to have a well put together resume, you know, a detailed resume at the same time, though, it isn't 100% necessary. As I mentioned, I usually get one or two big names that will fly in from the state. But at the same time, a lot of times, one or two of the other guest speakers will be just local speakers. Uh, There'll be people that honestly, hardly anyone's ever heard of. And while the big name people like, uh, like the Laura Lang Myers, like uh, people like that, they'll bring the, mass, the massive prestige to the event. The more local people will bring that, that heart to the event. And so the prestigious people will bring eyes to the event. The local people or the, the not quite as experienced will bring the heart to the event because, you know, they don't need the, the show. They don't need the, the flashy lights. They're just there because they have this massive, massive heart. They have this massive value that they give to people. And so yeah, as I mentioned, if, if even if you haven't spoken all around the world, uh, but you feel like you want this opportunity, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, we're going to do business, but uh, we might. And so email me. That's Let's great. see what we can do together. Okay, perfect. The different types of speaking gigs that are out there in the world, we talk a lot about, you know, with my clients and, and you know, some of the speaker trainer programs and everything. And, you know, everyone listening to the podcast, most people have heard you're either going to get paid to speak. So that's the whole keynote and circuit speaking world, which usually guys like me and you that are running seminars, boot camps, workshops, conferences, usually that's not a paid speaking gig. I'm assuming yours is that way as well. Usually, yes. Usually, yes. But I've made exceptions before, depending on who it is and for what reason. So the other kind outside of being a paid speaking gig would be sometimes there's the pay to play. So you have a sponsorship where you get maybe a table, you get some mention, but you also get stage time. Other sides would be, hey, there's no cost to speak, but I'm not paying you to speak. You can come and speak and then you can either sell your program products or services or you can do giveaways and you know basically grow your prospecting list. Is there a preference you have? Is it unique per event? What's your philosophy on people who speak to sell? Do you want them to do that? Or would you rather they don't do that? Do you care? Talk to me about that. I'm okay either way. There are some people that come in and they just want to get their message out there. They just want to add value to the event. Fantastic. Um, I'm all for that. And there are others that they want to speak to sell. And for me, as long as it you know doesn't conflict with something that we're doing, as long as it adds value to our audience, then heck yeah, you can sell whatever it is that you do. Um, you know, that's how a lot of people have made the five, five and six figures from speaking on our event because they come, they'll, they'll add massive value for an hour. They'll then say, Hey, I've got this other service, this other program, whatever that I can offer to you. And because they've added so much, added so much value, people go, Oh my gosh, heck yeah, we want more. And they'll offer that to our audience and you know, they'll close, you know, three quarters of the room a lot of times, um, as long as it uh, goes hand in hand with what we're doing. I'm all for that. And so either one is totally fine. Now, my preference, there are going to be a lot of speakers out there that disagree with me, but I actually prefer to not get paid to speak, but to allow me to make some type of offer to the audience because, and I know you know this already, Matt, but a lot of speakers may not know this. There's a big difference between a speaker and a trainer. A yes. speaker goes out there and they, they're like a talking head and their biggest goal is to get a standing ovation at the end of their talk. 
and fantastic. That's great. There's a time and a place for that. If that's you, all power to you. That doesn't really work for me though, because I don't want, I don't care if I get a standing ovation. I want them to transform. I want them to take those next steps. For me, it doesn't serve anybody for a person just to learn something if they don't do something. And even more importantly, if they don't become something different and better, that's what I'm looking for. And that usually doesn't happen in 45 to 60 minutes. Usually that's a process. And so my preference would be, you know, somebody, maybe someone can pay for my room, my airline ticket, something like that. Uh, but then let me, give me 60 to 90 minutes or however long, and then let me do a call to action at the very end. You know, I'm not, I don't spend 30 minutes selling. I, that just isn't me, but you know, yeah, I'll spend maybe five or 10 minutes just talking about a next step that they can take because that's going to lead people to transformation. When people have that, that next step that they can take, that, that next thing that they can do it allows people to transform and then become different. That's really well said too. You know, Eric, I got to compliment you. You're the eloquence of how you're describing the philosophy, your situation and, and what the preferences are. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it that way. So well done first off, because you didn't say, oh yeah, I want to get on stage. I'd rather speak and sell or I'd rather make an offer. You know, you're really from the heart saying, this is what I prefer. And I feel exactly the same way. You know, I think, gosh, the, the reality is if I have, 60 minutes with you like is there any chance i can get anywhere near the amount of value that i've uh, created and taken on for myself and, and really distribute that to you <laughs> through transformation and learning and, and experience in an hour no but like if i could if i could say okay this is for you and i'm a big proponent of when i sell anything or i make an offer of any kind or an invitation it's always a question of relevance you know so i say hey if this conversation was relevant to you and you do want to go deeper on it, here's what that looks like. And then maybe they come to a live event. And, you know, live events could be, what, 25, 30 hours, something to that effect, if it's three days. And it's like, do you think you'll get a little more value and have some much deeper transformation if you have 30 hours together instead of one? Well, obviously, the answer is yes. So I love that you don't care either way. Last quick question just on that topic, and then we'll, we'll kind of we'll finish up here together. Do you prefer to, do you have some kind of a JV, like a back-end relationship or agreement with those people? You don't have to say what it is, but just curious, do you prefer if somebody's going to make offers and they're going to sell from stage? Are you a part of that usually? Or do you say, hey, you do you and that's that? Do you have a preference on that? We do. We do usually have a joint venture agreement uh, that we do. And the reason why is because I want to be 100% involved in that, you know, not that I'm taking over or anything like that, but I want to know that uh, whatever offer the person is going to be making on my stage that I can 100% endorse. Yeah. And that can only happen at least for me at an energetic level when it, when it's a total JV, what I can usually what, what will happen is they'll finish their, their presentation, they'll finish their offer and then I'll actually go up on stage and then I'll make, I'll actually incentivize the audience even more, you know, adding, you know, one of my books or giving some type of bonus that I offer uh, to incentivize them to sign up for the guest presenters offer, because I know in my heart that it's something that um, has benefited me and, or could benefit me. And, and I know that it's something that will benefit them. And so uh, that's the reason why I, I like to be the JV off the JV. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The JV model, if you will, because again, it, it just becomes, more heart-based from an energetic level. And I'll be very honest with you, I spent way too many years operating my business from headspace and out of ego. 
ad blew up in my face. And so I, I learned very, very quickly that everything that I do has to be from heart space. And for me personally, doing the JV model is what creates the most heart space and the most value. And people can feel that. And so like, for example, when Laurel comes to my events, she'll offer her uh, off Wall Street assets three-day course. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as she's done, I'm up on stage edifying her and saying, guys, I've been there. I made a lot of money just in those three days that I was there. I highly encourage you to get there. And if you sign up right now, I'm going to add this bonus. I'm going to add this bonus and I'll give you a copy of one of my books at no extra charge. Now get to the back. What are you waiting for? Get to the back. That's cool. It just comes comes off more genuine and more more natural from that heart space. Yeah, really, really good. I love that. Well, it sounds like, I mean, we're certainly aligned in that. So guys, I, I hope what you're taking away from this is seminars and workshops are a great place to speak. Very often you're going to find someone just like Eric, who's like, yeah, I'd love for you to speak and sell something. I'd love for you to speak and give a free gift. I'd love for you to speak in whatever way is best for you. And he wants to be involved in it, wants to partner in that. Very, very cool. Final question. What is... And this will be this will sound fun, weird, but I want to start with the bad and end with the good. What is one of the and you can leave it anonymous, by the way. But what's one of the worst speakers you've ever had out? Meaning, what happened? What made it so terrible? And what was maybe stellar gold star? Your favorite speaker has been to one of your events over the years that you would have back over and over again. Oh, I'm gonna dog on myself. The worst speaker I've ever had on my stage has been myself. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm totally serious. And uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. It's just when I have allowed myself to focus more on the money, how much money I'm making and, uh, you know, seeing people as numbers. Yep. Um, I have shown up in a terrible, terrible way. And honestly, that's when I get the terrible feedback. And there are certain organizations where you mention my name and they'll slap their head and they say, good heavens, we never want to do business with him again. And that's because I've shown up in that headspace and I, I was terrible at it. Um, and so totally real myself. I've been the worst person I've, I've ever had on my stage in a lot of cases. Thankfully, not every time because we do have Otherwise, nobody would ever come back, right? But uh, on, the <laughs> um, on the flip side, honestly, some of the absolute best people that we've had on our stage um, are the ones that come in and you can just tell, you can feel from the moment they walk in that they are there to serve people. And it's fascinating because do they make the most money? Of course they do because people are naturally drawn to that. People are naturally drawn to other people that make them feel good. People are naturally drawn to people that that are there to serve them, not just to make make money. And so uh, the people that uh, have absolute best people on my stage show up. They're there simply to serve. They don't try to take over. Um, I have <laughs> I've had some people that have done that when they they show up and they're like, oh, I don't agree with a single thing that Eric said and here's the reason why. And I thought, okay, I should have vetted that person a little bit more. You're not coming back. Um, <laughs> or uh, just interesting things of that nature. And then, like I said, on the flip side, there are some people that come in and they just radiate love. They radiate goodness. You know, I mean, from the moment they walk on stage, you're like, okay, I, I want this. And honestly, Matt, you do this. I, I've seen you present a number of times. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, this is a person that really, really knows, knows their stuff. And it, of course, translates into signups. You know, remember, uh, I think I've watched you make one or two offers now. And you close like three quarters of the room because I mean, yes, you're very, very good at what you do. Yes, you're very, very talented, very trained. You know what to do. But at the same time, 
I can tell that you do what you do because of the why, not the what, but the why. And you, I can always feel that when I'm around you, Matt, you're there because you want to serve people to the best of your ability. And so that's what makes the best presenters in my Eric, great answer. You skated the other one, throwing yourself under the bus. I do appreciate you for that. You got a good heart, my friend. Thank you so much for opening up and you didn't have to do all that, but just taking the time and kind of breaking down the behind the scenes, you know, in the gears of your business. It's been very, very helpful. I know every listener here is going to appreciate that. Speakers, get out there and speak. Remember, you can email Eric at E-R-I-C, Eric at feelwelllivewell.com and say, I'm a speaker. Make sure you let them know where you found them. And let's see, if maybe I'll even see you out in Utah. Hopefully I'll be out at one of Eric's events and we'll, we'll, uh, continue, we'll continue growing the way we grow and serve in the way we serve. Eric Bailey, thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. Matt, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. All right. Get out there and speak, guys. See ya.